Hold the Line with Mike Solon is sponsored by Heart to Heart Medical Supply. Heart to Heart is an American company offering FDA-registered respirator masks at the lowest prices. Heart to Heart offers free, same-day shipping, and by using the promo code HOLD20 at checkout, you can save 20% off your entire order. Visit hearttoheart.com. That's H-A-R-T, the number two, H-A-R-T, dot com. Heart to Heart. I did not blame Black Lives Matter. That's not my lane to do so. I did not blame Antifa. It's not my lane to do so. I did not blame Proud Boys. The line must be drawn here. This far, no farther. This is where we hold them. This is where we fight. We will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish. Not a fight. Hold the line! Hey, welcome back to Hold the Line with Mike Solon. Today's episode is going to specifically address last week's Twitter controversy and how the misinformation spin impacted the SPOG membership and I think our Seattle public safety issues. You know, the reason why I started this podcast was to connect to people across Seattle, our region, state, and the nation, and just talk about policing issues in general. How, what we're dealing with in Seattle in terms of the political firestorm with the hyper-focus of just policing issues, public safety issues, is that critical mass. It's, I can it to Portland and Seattle being one and two or two and one, where both are experiencing the same issues. And I think this podcast is able to illustrate to you, at least visually and I think I hopefully audibly as well with the guests I bring in to highlight those issues. But this past week's been a lot different. It was ground zero for just the chaos surrounding public safety issues. Obviously political. You know, the reason why I ran for the Spog presidency and was and the reason why I got involved in the union because I I didn't see any other entity out there with the ability to Tell it how it is from a police officer's perspective. And what I mean by tell it how it is, it's give you truth and authenticity. Cops, cops, when you just when when you talk to a cop, it's real. Like we're not gonna sugarcoat things. We're direct, we're to the point, and we don't necessarily like to play politics. And so we're gonna we're gonna be authentic in a message we convey to you. And that's the whole point of this podcast is to message you in a way that you don't get the law enforcement story told to you accurately. I don't see it done in the media properly. I don't see it done by our politicians properly. I see that those are two hurdles that I think hinder the ability to get the proper story to you. That's why I started Hold the Line with Mike Solon. It's because we are that entity that holds the line for you, that public safety line. 
and I equate it to just what's right and wrong. And what happened this past week was just flat out wrong. It's not okay. And I'm here to just address that controversy directly to you. And I think you deserve it. I think our community deserves it. And the coppers, not only here in Seattle, but across the nation deserve it too. They, they're desperate for voices out there that are, that are telling how it is, telling people how it is, how it's really going without the political spin. It was what I, what I tweeted, there was nothing wrong there. I simply retweeted an impeccable journalist who I know, who I admire. I admire him for his courage. Because in, in an essence, it's tied to what police do. We, we hold the line of right and wrong. And that journalist is Andy No. And he holds that line. He highlights what's occurring in the Pacific Northwest as far as unreasonable activism and violence that are plaguing our communities in Portland and in Seattle and across the nation. And it's mob mentality, bullying a political ideology through violence. It's the epitome of what fascism is. Andy does his job and he does it well and he has an impeccable track record. But it's not my lane to comment on national issues outside the scope of Seattle and policing. Now, I have weighed in relative to policing in general where I believe that at a national level, where I believe, and I equate it to Seattle and Portland as it impacts other urban areas across our nation, that police are caught in the middle of this struggle for our nation through in terms of political ideology. We're caught in the middle that I referenced in the tweet to what reminds me of the police services of Northern Ireland, where they're caught between two factions of ideology. And I equate it to that experience, which I've been to Northern Ireland. I did a ride along with the police services of Northern Ireland. I've been there. I've seen the division. I've seen what that police force is up against. And I think I have a right to to weigh in on it on it on a national level. But I think I misstepped when it comes to just weighing in. And then obviously that was used against me for political purposes that I think is just flat out wrong. There's nothing wrong with me. Having said that, there's nothing wrong with me retweeting an impeccable journalist who was right on. He scooped the national media to a story. And he basically got to what the FBI finally saw was that there are other bad actors that had a hand in that sad day in our nation's capital outside of what other people are telling us who was there and who to blame. I did not, I did not blame Black Lives Matter. That's not my lane to do so. I did not blame Antifa. 
It's not my lane to do so. I did not blame Proud Boys. And that's where my misstep was. And I'll own that. But for politicians to pile on and to use it as an opportunity to exploit me for political gain, to nullify my voice, nullify the police officer's voice that worked for this great city, it's not okay. It's not okay for you to call into question my integrity. You know, as a human being, the only thing we have in our life is our reputation and as our integrity. And anybody that comes after my integrity on baseless accusations, I will push back against that. And that's why I ran for the Spog presidency here, which I mentioned earlier. I ran because the false narratives that plague our great profession are so over-the-top and flat-out wrong that I will do whatever I can to stop them and correct the record. It's why I was elected by this membership. I'm not elected by the Seattle community. I'm elected and I work for specifically to the line officers and sergeants of the Seattle Police Department. And we are a union. It's the Seattle Police Officers Guild. We are the ones that are holding that line between right and wrong to question me on my integrity goes to the core of why I took this position. You're pushing another false narrative about policing. You asked me to apologize or resign. As you said, I was spreading misinformation. So am I spreading misinformation for simply retweeting an impeccable journalist who got the scoop on all the mainstream media? Is that misinformation? Did I spread misinformation when the FBI in their affidavit, which we'll link to this podcast, which they back up Andy's claim, reporting, with fact. It's a verifiable fact of what I retweeted. And yet our politicians, and I'll get into each one here in just a second, saw this as an opportunity to exploit a false narrative about the men and women of the Seattle Police Officers Guild. And if they can't debate the facts, politicians typically just go after somebody's character. And over 70% of this membership over a year ago voted me in to represent them. And I do that with great pride and with conviction. I fight for them. I fight for their reputation. It takes a certain human being to do the job of policing. Now more than ever. And when politicians abandon us because it's politically expedient for them to do so, the only ones left there to fill that void are police.
Hold the Line with Mike Solon is sponsored by StopDefunding.com. The senseless trend of defunding police departments must be stopped. Over 200,000 reasonable citizens have already signed our petition, and we need your help. Visit StopDefunding.com and add your signature to help us protect public safety. Now more than ever, our voices must be heard. Speak up at StopDefunding.com. So who did this and why? Why come after my tweet? Well, it's an easy path to write me off. For the first time ever, at least to my knowledge, being here 21 years, when this defund nonsense was circulating our nation, more importantly here in Seattle, we pushed back pretty hard here. We started a great campaign, StopDefunding.com. We got well over 200,000 signatures to sign our petition to try to influence the council to say, stop what you're doing because your, your actions are detrimental to everybody's public safety. If you strip policing of funds and able to, uh, that will allow us to protect people. We, have over, we had over 3,500 people attend a rally at City Hall. Think about that in Seattle pro-police people who were concerned about their public safety that respect law enforcement showed on that hot summer day. Even with Black Block and Antifa across the street threatening assault and bullying with their mob tactics, people with families showed up. We had great guest speakers. And it showed me that There's a vast ignored majority, a reasonable majority in our city and outside the city that support and respect law enforcement, that do not buy into the false narratives that are pushed by our politicians and activists about the great men and women that do the job of policing. So Scott Lindsay. You know, Scott, that tweet came out of the blue. You're your tweet about what I retweeted. You accuse me of spreading misinformation. You demanded that I either apologize or resign. You know, I know you, Scott. I've known you since I've been a police officer. I've known what you've done in the city. I know your your history and your service to... City Attorney's Office, public safety issues. And we've talked. And right before the Como documentary, the follow-up to Seattle is Dying, the latest one which you had a significant hand in, The Fight for the Soul of Seattle, was released. You called me up. We exchanged some text messages. We spoke on the phone several times. You were asking for a favor. You had mentioned to me that you were running into a roadblock with public affairs inside SPD. And they weren't going to grant any police officer, employee of the Seattle Police Department, to participate in your documentary the fight for the soul of Seattle. And you wondered how I could help. 
you asked me to call public affairs to see if you could, to see if I could influence them to offer up somebody that you deemed was expedient for the optics of your documentary. You asked for a black female officer, a person of color. And I told you, let me see what I can do. And I actually called public affairs. As Spog represents public affairs, detectives, officers, and sergeants in that unit. I got a bit of a background of what the request from you was. And after my conversation with an individual in public affairs, they promised me that they would see what they could do. And then I got a call back. And it was unfortunately, no, that they were not going to allow anybody. And I wonder why that is. And the only way you can speculate here is that perhaps it's because the city wasn't happy with the fallback and the feedback from the first part of that series. Seattle is dying. Maybe that's why they didn't want an officer to participate in the second part of that documentary. Because they weren't happy with how the first one went, how it made the city look. And I can see that, where they didn't want that to happen. But more importantly here, you called me for a favor. And I tried. And at least I thought we were on speaking terms professionally. And I would expect somebody of your standing, somebody who's at least trying to represent themselves as being the voice of public safety in the city of Seattle, would have a modicum of respect to somebody else who's actually an expert in public safety issues. I kind of hope you would just call me directly if you have issue with anything I do. But clearly your tweet was an attempt to show that you're not so aligned and in the pocket of public safety issues in particular. You're not so pro-police. I take the opinion that the reason why you did that was for political reasons. And the political reasons I'll describe right now. Clearly, you're trying to look better to the electorate. To whether, when you announce for your candidacy of either the mayor of the city of Seattle, or you're trying again for the second time to be the Seattle city attorney. You needed to use this as an opportunity to show people that you're not so in the pocket of policing and you're not so public safety, that you're going to continue the reform narrative. Clearly, this was political reasons. It was a political hit job against me. I, for one, with integrity, would never, ever do that to you. Out of respect for you, if I had an issue, I would call you directly. Clearly, you're looking to climb the ladder of the political hierarchy here in the city of Seattle. And you're trying to do it on the back of me to divide me, to besmirch my character all for the sake of looking good, more electable. To distance yourself with the criticism that you've received for having a significant hand in that second documentary, The Fight for the Soul of Seattle. 
which was an amazing documentary, by the way. Kudos to you and Eric Johnson and everybody else that had a hand in that brilliant documentary. It was really well done. Really well done. And as a public safety professional, I want to thank you for that documentary because it highlights what we're all dealing with in the profession of policing, but more importantly, what we're all dealing with as being residents of the city of Seattle. But don't think that you can spread false narratives about me. Not for one minute. Have the respect and courtesy to give me a call and have some integrity yourself. And to your demand of an apology and to your demand of a resignation, no. I'm going to continue to hold the line and speak the truth. And if I make a mistake, I'll own it. I wonder if you'll do the same. Will you correct the record? To Mayor Durkin. You know, the course of this summer, uh, I resisted calls from a lot of people. Media, friends, peers, community members, I resisted calls to throw you under the bus of the handling of the East Precinct fiasco, the failed experiment of Chaz, the tragic deaths that plagued our community because of Chaz. I resisted those calls because I looked at you as being the only reasonable, moderate political entity that Seattle had left. Obviously, the council's going to do what they do. They've already shown their true opinion on policing. There's no friend there. There's no love lost there. I get it. But I looked at you a little bit different. And I resisted those calls. I even, looking at my own personal opinion outside the scope of the membership. I read, heard all your calls for more reform in Olympia. We need to remove arbitration rights from police officers. I resisted those calls as well because I thought I could handle things behind the scenes. That level of respect from professional to professional. I represent the officers whom you applauded for their work just weeks before George Floyd. I did a lot of respect for you in the office, the executive of the city of Seattle. And for you to now pile on to Scott Lindsay's demand that either apologize or resign, and you call into my question, and you call and question my integrity, my character, I was called dishonest, immoral, for retweeting something fact 
Why? Well, clearly it's for political expediency. You want to remove someone who's supported by the SPOG membership, either for contractual issues, to try to get a better avenue or approach in contract negotiations, perhaps, you'd have to ask yourself that question. Obviously, it's political. I expected more out of you. Don't think for a second that I'm going to allow a false narrative from you about me to not have any kind of response. Have you not seen this sign behind me? This podcast? I'm sure you have. But do you understand what it's about? It's holding that line. That line of truth. To push back against false narratives. That was my campaign promise to the membership whom elected me. That I would be their advocate And I mentioned earlier, just weeks prior to George Floyd, you and the city council president, Gonzalez, did your whole media campaign of when the city filed their termination paperwork for the Department of Justice to say, we are done, we have met all reform benchmarks, look at us. You rolled this police department out as being the model reformed agency for the world to see. You applauded the men and women that did the job, that did the work of reform per the Department of Justice guidelines. And then, when a tragic death occurred in Minneapolis, Minnesota, just weeks after you filed that termination paperwork, it was politically expedient for you to distance yourself from the reform work we did. And then now, the reform drumbeat is louder than ever. It reminds me of somebody else I referenced earlier. All for the sake of politics. I just wish we would have a politician that just spoke truth and didn't use opportunities to throw people under the bus to besmirch and malign their character because it's politically expedient to do so. I'm going to hold that line. I'm not going anywhere. I work for the membership. And to Carmen, retired Chief Best, you and I can have a conversation at another time from cop to cop. Cops will always be there and we'll hold the line. And it is our duty and it's our honor to swear to that oath of service. It's one that I hold deeply in my heart. My phone is always on. And that's enough about that. So, in closing... I'm not going anywhere. I love policing. I love Seattle. And to the naysayers out there, the activists, 
that claim all police unions do is cover up for bad cops, that's another false narrative. And if you're immersed in the traditional media spin stories, ask yourself one thing. Is the media spin, the coverage of my Twitter experience last week, proper? How can, how can a media outlet have a headline? How is this a story? Spog president appears to blame BLM for the Capitol Hill riots. Appears. Either I did or I didn't. That headline is a gross subjective headline that reads more of opinion rather than fact-based journalism. That's why independent journalists such as Annie No are doing such great work. That's why podcasts are going through the roof. That's why I started this podcast. It's to circumvent the false narratives and the lack of information for people to be read in properly about current issues. So if you're a viewer of this program, my, my, my request to you is become that critical thinker. Really question the narrative that's being put to you by, by other people. Do you think that we're going to see any kind of retraction from the media spin last week to actually say, Mike Solon did indeed tweet, retweet, factual information. I don't think you will. And the question is to why. Analyze that, become that critical thinker, and develop your own opinion. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this. And I've got many more guests coming up in the next podcast rollouts. This is Hold the Line with Mike Solon. Appreciate your support.